1: Now let's get into it, How I Met My BFF.
0: Welcome back to another episode of How I Met My BFF. Hey, Tamara. Hey, Lisa. Okay, so I was in a workshop earlier today, and I have to tell you, it was really enlightening. We have been working, it's a year-long workshop. I think you know that I do those. And this is my ninth year, I think, doing it. And each year we have a different theme. Well, the theme we have right now is called evoke your innate creativity. And so it's about really getting clear about what are those gifts that you know each person has. What are you born with? What did you learn? What you know, what are you really good at? Maybe some things that you forgot about or that got suppressed. So we're we're like halfway through the 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 year-long process. And was just like a really beautiful day today because I was like, pick your top three that are coming to mind right now. So for me, it was I had been thinking a lot about inviting people, and so I was like, it's really like an inclusiveness. That's how I think of it. I know you're really inclusive too, Tamara. But so inclusiveness was one. Authenticity was another one, and it's almost like an intuitive authenticity, like how I observe things and. Um getting really clear on my intuitiveness and I think that's one that I have always had but in the past has sometimes been a little under the radar or you know maybe I suppressed it and then the other one was playfulness and fun and so I'm kind of still in the glow of my my after workshop glow right now (laughs) like in a really good mood about because I'm 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 catting let me let a little cat out of the bag I'm pl- planning a retreat an in-person like one day retreat I haven't done that in like a billion years so I'm noticing I was feeling a little shy about it like oh inviting people or what is that you know is anyone want to come and finding my own little shyness about inviting but uh it's officially cat is coming out of the bag so um wow. it.
1: yeah it's kind of cool so sounds like a a nice day. Very Yeah,
0: yeah. It was really beautiful. And I got to go in person today, too, instead of being online. And I just, there's something about that that's just nice, being in person. Yeah. What about you? What's going on? Besides the snow, I know it's snowing more and more and more
1: in Montana. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just been busy with, uh, let's see, when we last spoke, uh, spring break has ended getting back into the groove with that. Um, talking now about we're looking at doing a trip um coming up the end of April, hope maybe to Arizona, maybe to California. So the kids and I have been working on that, but I'll let you know as I know more. So anyways, they're all about Yay. going to your favorite place, Universal Studios. And you were the first person on our invite list. So, oh my gosh, right. I can't wow.
0: wait to go to Universal Studios again and go on those rides, Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, you all, don't have- I'll guard all the backpacks. I'll-
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so moving along here, but it'll be April tomorrow. Super exciting.
0: Oh, how exciting. <laughs> oh, and Ariana's in New York. So my, my daughter first trip, first solo trip, I mean, all the way across the country all by herself in the big apple. Um, she's having a really good time and she just, uh, I talked to her yesterday. I didn't hear back. I didn't hear from her and I'm like, huh, that's weird. So finally I'm like, how was your day? And she's like, we went, she said that they went to the memorial, the 9-11 memorial, which I have not even gone to cause just hadn't been there since that time. And she said it was really intense, obviously. And um, yeah, so she was like, I am emotionally toast. So um, I'm glad she got to experience that. I'm interested to hear more, but I know she's going to go to a Broadway play tonight. So kind of exciting. Proud mom moment. Um, We have some pretty cool guests on our show today. We have Lane and Chrissy. Hello, Lane and Chrissy. Hi. Hi. We're, we're so excited, excited to be here. thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, we're so excited to dig in and find out how you met, what you love about each other, how you became best friends, all the things. So uh, Chrissy, why don't you start us off? Tell us a little bit about how you and Lane met for the first time, and then we'll get Lane's side of the story.
2: Okay, yeah, sure. Um, well, we had uh, we were moving into the neighborhood, and it took some wa- a while to get going because we were having the home redone, and we were having it remodeled. And so it was like kind of a long process, and I knew a lot of people in the neighborhood. And um, so, I, you know, I'm a busy mom. I have two young kids, and fully busy. I have my best friends, I have my PTA mom friends, I have my two sisters, and so. And I already had friends in the neighborhood. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm all set. I think I'm somebody who kind of casts the net deep and not wide for friends, you know? Like, and so I was thinking I'm ball filled up, but then here, walk, Lane knocking on my door and with her chocolate pie, homemade chocolate pie. And that just kind of, you know, she was just so engaging, just such a wonderful, like, southern, charming lady. And uh, she's just so fun and so warm and inviting. And so it just kind of started from there. So uh, apparently, I guess chocolate was the key to my heart. So <laughs> opened up the door and invited her wide in. And so we've just kind of did. We hit it off. Our husbands hit it off. And uh, we had so much in common. And we have two, two of our kiddos are the same age. And uh, we both back up to some woods here. So we're all about the nature and and we were just fast friends. I mean, you don't, you know, that chemistry thing that you just kind of have sometimes with people and you just don't know why the rhyme or reason. And, and, you know, I like people, I love everybody, but, you know, I just don't make time for everybody because, you know, we're just so busy. And so like, she's somebody that, you know, I just make time for because she's that important to me. And we were just fast friends almost instantly, I would say. So,
0: Wow. Okay, Lane, what, what? fill us in, the other side of the story.
3: <laughs> yeah. I absolutely agree with everything Chrissy said. Uh, I had no idea that making a fudge pie was the, you know, the key to her heart and that here it is, what, 15 years later, 16 years later, that we still have a great friendship. And you know, we've helped each other through all of life's challenges, um, certainly my separation, my divorce several years ago, um, kind of getting my mojo back, my moxie after that. Um, helping me kind of lift me up and encourage me. She is a wonderful friend to have. And so we can pick up right where you know we leave off every single time, whether it's a, a trip to Cabo, something fun, whether it's her coming here for a, a trip to Florida um, with the kids or Sans kids. Uh, we have the best time together. We pick right back up and feels like we have not missed a beat. So uh, she's, now, she's the kind of friend I've that asked, you want Do you for
0: typically life. knock on people's doors with pie? Is that a normal thing uh, for you? I would that's totally that. something she would do, yeah.
2: Usually
3: it's cookies. Usually it's cookies, but <laughs> <I'm> uh, something <laughs> like told me, I guess, to go I'm for the chocolate pie.
2: I don't have time for the homemade stuff. Elaine is like, she just <laughs> goes that extra mile. She's just one of those people, so gonna make it homemade. She's gonna show up, and she's gonna bring it. So oh. she did.
3: Well, thank you. Yeah, I like to bake. That's definitely something that I did during even the pandemic to keep things normal for me and my kids. Who we're all kind of stuck in that household. And we're thinking, well, everything's normal if I can just create the same foods I would create, right? And for a while, you had to really be careful of trying to find the sugar and the flour at the stores. You wouldn't believe the kind of things to be out of for a while. So. I really made a point to say, okay, even if everything is going crazy out there, I can hopefully control things, have them quote normal in my house. And baking is one of those things that I did to continue that the normalcy. I for my like kids, I don't like to bake, too.
0: is because well, there's lots of reasons, but I also don't want to eat everything because I want to eat it. So then, if I <laughs> bake it, I'm definitely going to eat it. So it's almost uh, like having like like a crystal meth lab. Like I'm like, no, I can't no, be making that. <laughs> Dishwashing
2: like that. There's an episode I think of Sex in the City where Miranda does that. Like I've done that to my chocolate chip cookies. I'm like I cannot have one more cookie, and so I just like put a bunch of like dishwashing soap all over it because I'm you know, like I rinsing it off. it out, you know? it out or I will eat it. So we did that for right. Maya like immediately.
0: So it was oh, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Pies, pies, the best. I yeah, love pie. Really, All right. Yeah. So then when did you just like Chrissy, you were like, oh, we were super fast friends, but there's still this process of like, yes. at one point, oh, we're best friends." Like she, I consider yeah. her my best friend. How did that evolve? Or when did that you start to realize, hmm, I think that's what we, we are. Uh,
2: I think, you know, for me, like I had started, um, going down the path to becoming, an author. And as a busy mom of two, you know, nowadays it's like childhood on steroids. It's just, you're on your kids and aren't on just a soccer team or a select one. And like, you know, you just have to do the instrument. You have to do, you're just running around constantly. And so for me, I just had to trim the fat and, um, you know, I just had to to let things go. And, you know, she's Mm -hmm. just somebody that she's filet mignon, I guess you would say, you know, she just didn't hit the cutting room floor. Like, I couldn't let her go and we didn't know each other the longest, but I felt like we knew each other the deepest and we just had that connection that, you know, um, I guess for me, I just don't, I don't have time. I love everybody. Like I said, but like, I don't have time for like fake friends, you know, like I had to make that choice to just eliminate anybody that was like, um, not really worthy of my time because time is so precious. That's really the commodity that I think is the most valuable to give somebody is your time. And she's just so worthy of the time. I mean, like I said, she's just a friend that you can trust. And she's going to show up in a kind of salt of the earth that sounds so dowdy or something or old fashioned, but she is, she just makes things better. And so that's the kind of person that you want in your life. And she's super fun and we're laughing constantly. And I can be my goofy, authentic self. So like, that's always amazing when you can really be yourself around somebody. So.
3: That's so true. I mean, Chrissy and I really have a great relationship and my kids miss her so much. My daughter was just saying today she's in college and she was saying, I miss Miss Chrissy. When can we see her again? So she really created a a very strong relationship with both my children. Um, And even though we live in completely different states, right? I'm in Florida. She's still in Dallas. And I used to obviously live as her next door neighbor uh, in Dallas. But still, we were able to keep up with each other's lives to be able to be involved and participative um, and not just through the tough parts and the challenges that sure were great for each other for that, but also celebrations, all the things we do together. We've taken so many trips to Cabo together and enjoyed just kicking back, relaxing, spending hours and hours and hours talking into the wee hours of the night about everything, right? Everything, relationships and kids and how do you raise kids in today's society and how do you do things um, gosh, from A to Z as far as being a woman and trying to balance it all from work life and like I, like she said, she's an author and she just released book number five with the Academy series which is phenomenal. So she's a best-selling author as well as trying to you know juggle her kids and she makes it look so easy. I know it's not, but she's able to do these kinds of things and be a good wife and be fun and playful and adventurous with her friends and she has all these different relationships. You know she has close siblings that she's close to, and a large family that she's close to, so she's able to actually handle all of these different, you know, balls in the air juggling um, and make it look effortless. I mean, she's she's the whole enchilada um, we call it in Dallas, and right? And she's got the beauty, Beyonce. the brains. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: You know that's so funny yeah. that Lane that. Like, play, that's one no. thing I think about Wayne um, that I admire so much about her that I don't have. Like I, she just has that charm and grace that I'm just missing. You know, like and she's the one who makes it look easy. I feel like you can see me sweat my, I'm ugly in my way through the day, and she's the one who makes it look so easy. So um, you know, she just doesn't miss a beat. And I, I'm struggling, and it's not graceful, but I do manage to get it done. It's tough. And, you know, we're just kind of doing life together. When you choose a best friend, you want somebody who's going to do life with you, you know, to get out in the trenches with you and to be by your side in the triumphs and in the trials because that's what really life is. And, you know, we're not always going to be giggles and grins all the time, unfortunately. So we can also cry on each other's shoulders and kind of like be each other's therapists and, and feel like we're in that safe space. And I think that yeah. that trust is hard to come by. And I think that's really the glue for me with, with mm-hmm. Lane and why I chose her to be my best friend, because, you know, just that trust. She's such a trustworthy uh, empath. You know, she's mm-hmm. such a great listener. So um, I just love her. I mean, she's just a wonderful, she's made me like, I know it sounds so cheesy, but she has made me become a better person. You know, like I might be, Baking for the new neighbor now, whereas before I'm like, okay, I'm gonna what wine do I have? You know, I'm just gonna drop it off. But she's just so, you know, hospitable and just so well mannered and graceful. So that's something that I've, I feel like I've tried to learn from her and grow.
3: Well, right back at you, seriously. I mean, she and I compliment each other so well, and she's constantly. Stretched me and challenged me in really good ways, and what I like about that is she's never just—I'd um, say you know she never placated me. She's never said anything disingenuous. She's never said what I wanted to hear specifically. Um, she's been very complimentary, certainly, but same time she stretches me and gets me to think of things a little bit differently. And so if I've got a moment where she's like, you know what? You need to grow up. You need to get yourself together. You need to make sure you're lifting yourself up out of this mess. You can do it. You've done it before. She'll she'll be that voice of reason and rationale, again, as I went through my own divorce journey. um, And that is very difficult. A lot of women my age, as you go through that situation, uh, your self-confidence, your sense of self-worth really suffers. And uh, the number one motto, I remember her saying the whole time was, know your worth. Know your worth. And that is so true. And I still tell you know, clients to this day, absolutely know your worth. Think about who you are, which is a strong, independent, empowered woman. And just because something has happened, use it as an upward trajectory instead. Make sure you use that story. Don't get stuck in the mire or the toxicity of divorce. Instead, you know, propel yourself out of that and create that new life you want. Because she was saying basically just, you know, Get your mojo back. Get your moxie back. Go ahead and make sure that you remember who you are and be your best self. Not only as you're going through that process, but as you reinvent and reboot, so you can be you 2.0. Wow.
2: That's that's uh, true. You know, she's perfect for her current career because, like I said, I mean, she's she's a soft place to land as a great listener, but she's also sharp as a tack. I mean, she won't say this because you know she's so modest, but like she, her nickname in high school was. Lane Brain because she's so smart, she's an incredibly intelligent woman, and you know, so she's she would just be good to help people navigate divorce and when your life is falling apart because she has gone through that, she's put it back together and come out the other side a much stronger person, and she herself where her confidence has grown and she's just become a remarkable woman and she's rebooting herself like she said and she's just. She's just like so intelligent and on point and she she thinks things through. I love the way her mind thinks because she really takes the time to think about all areas of what could like all trajectories of way things could go. And then she sets her course and she sees it through and she always comes out a winner. And that's something that, you know, that's just unusual to always come out on the winning side, but she seems to because she's always on the side of right. So that's something that I admire about her tremendously. (laughs) So the good, the good guys always win, you know, the cream rises to the top and she's just one of those people. So she's going to, she's going to make it to the top because she, she's just the best at what she does.
3: Well, thank you so much. You know, I feel the exact same way about you. Chrissy, I'm sure again, same thing would never say how accomplished she is an author, but like I said, she already has four best best-selling books. Just, just, uh, published her fifth. I'm so excited. It literally just came out. So I'm just starting it right now. Um, and I'm still like on the precipice of what happened last chapter. So I can't ruin it for everybody, but I was on you know, a, a book four. So I cannot wait to dive it. into so it. So you this said weekend it's the Academy series. But, it, but she, uh,
0: it's tell Academy us where saga. do we get the yeah. books and what
2: is the, what, how do we it's, get It's on Amazon. Uh-huh. I was lied. I, did, I'm no longer wide because um, 85% of my sales is from Kindle Unlimited. So that's mm-hmm. something that you have to be strictly with Amazon on. And because I have such a strong presence with Kindle Unlimited, it actually makes sense to stay with that. So it's on Amazon. I just dropped the five. and People love it. You know, like, you know, uh, one of my fondest memories or the, one of the things that really strikes me with Lane is because, you know, I had been thinking about doing this for years and this is what I went to college for and you know you can't make a living as a writer right outside of college so you know I got certified to teach and I taught seventh graders how to appreciate poetry that doesn't rhyme for a few years before I had my kids and so so it was like you know it was always in my mind when we were in Cabo one time I convinced everybody I'm an avid reader to uh I don't want to put down any book series but it was that it was a big book. It was a it was a genre that I just don't love, and I'm usually like a butterfly reader, but I was like the caterpillar of the group because I just couldn't get into it. And it was a uh, anyway, so I decided, well, I can do better than this, you know. So like, I just I wrote, I took some time, I wrote it. I knew I always had it in. I have drawers full of manuscripts, you know, that I just I just put away, and then I brought it out and uh, and I let Lane read it. And she was one of the first people to read it, and like she just like just gave me that shot in the arm. And you could see that it was so sincere. She just loved it. She was kind of blown away. You know, she was like, "Wow, I just had no idea you had this in you." Because it, it's a little bit. It's it's not just like a simple romance. It's kind of complicated and complex. And there's a lot going on. And she just kind of gave me that shot in the arm that. To move it forward, like I said, she's so good at thinking things through. She has that kind of business mind side to her, too, which I don't have. I'm just strictly creative. And I did that, you know, and, like, here I am five years later, and she's right, you know, I've been an Amazon bestseller. And it was just, like, taking that step. I just needed her to say, like, go for it, you know. And I think sometimes that's what you need in a friend. You know, she wasn't wasn't one of those a prophet isn't recognized in their own hometown. You know, like, she was so like, go for it. You got to get this out, Chrissy. It's so amazing. Please do that. And I did. And I'm so glad that I did that. I took her advice. And uh, she just gives wonderful advice, just world advice, business advice. So if it wasn't for her, I might not have just kind of stepped behind the computer and put myself out there. So it's a little bit hard for me. As a writer, I'm a little bit naturally introverted, even though I'm not necessarily shy, but it's hard for me to like, put myself out there on social media and stuff. But now I do I have a pretty big following. I have fans that, you know, I love to converse with and I I probably never would have thought to actually go for it had I not had a friend like Lane to convince me and encourage me.
3: Well, it's an incredibly well thought out, complex series and it's richly detailed. The characters really have a lot of depth to them. Like she talked about her Team Ranger shirt, her Team Pete's shirt. And the, the viewers and the listeners will certainly identify as they read her book, uh, which team they're on um, as far as main characters. Uh, but it's, it's a wonderful series. It's very intriguing, very entertaining. And she's gotten great kudos from her fan club. And so I think it lends itself wonderfully to a movie. So my wish for her is that this does become you know, a household series name and that she as an author becomes recognized and get the recognition she really deserves, richly deserves not just nationally yeah. but it's it's a it's it's called, series. It's
2: called the, the Academy War. Series. The Academy, the Academy Saga.
0: The Academy Saga.
2: Yeah, the Academy okay. Saga. Because it's a, it's a long series. There's yeah. five books out. There's at least two more coming.
0: So Okay. Wow. And then Lane, are you
3: Team Ranger or
0: Team Pete? Which one are you?
3: Right. It depends on what book I'm in because I really liked Ranger more than I okay. thought I would. I'm having to stay with, with Team Pete. However, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing if <laughs> book five decides to uh, sway me some more because when you're reading all the Ranger parts, it's awfully hard yeah. not to flip. So I may need uh, two of those t-shirts actually, yeah. both the white R- and R- the black. Ranger's the
2: kind of guy that and and love to hate. And you don't know why you love him because he is just that alpha a-hole sometimes, although He's so good on the inside. There's just so much good there, but he's, you know, that damaged bad guy, kind of a good guy. He's a bad guy, good guy. So he's there. He, you want him in your trench, right? If you, you want him in your foxhole, he's going to he's gonna make it happen. And Pete is kind of universally loved as the good guy. I mean, he's kind of a, a badass, to alpha male. But, I mean, he's, like, a little bit more likable than I would say Ranger. So Ranger's, like, he, he's... He does he steps out of line sometimes so let's just say that.
0: Is there a website people go to for it or are you just yeah, send it? Yeah, there is a website. That?
2: It's at www.theacademysaga.com. Okay. Great. Okay, cool. All right.
0: And now anyway, right.
2: and now Blaine, Blaine, you also
0: do something professionally. What do you what do you do?
3: right. I'm a certified divorce coach. Mm-hmm. Because after going through my divorce, I figured there's got to be a much better way to go through this. And I wanted to throw a lifeline to those women who are behind me on the same steps, that same journey, make it a little less bumpy for them. My background's in um, actually human resources. So my master's in human resources, my corporate work was in human resources, specifically in employee relations and coaching, uh, change management, life transition, training and development, performance development. So I did that. And then again, after going through my divorce, I figured this has got to be a better way to help arm people with the right tools, the resources. There's so many experts out there that you need on your team. And so I help clients kind of assemble their team. For the attorney piece, right? you got the legal piece that attorneys, what you need. For everything else that's non-legal, you need a divorce coach, you need someone that I can put you in touch with, whether it be a certified uh, divorce financial analyst, would be wealth managers, estate planners, whether it be somebody that's... Perhaps um, a pediatric therapist that you might need for your children to make sure they're adjusting okay. Um, You've also got people from A to Z, as far as gosh, everything from wealth managers to CPA and tax needs. There's a lot of different things that you need during the divorce process and then afterwards with your post divorce recovery and transition. And whether it be contemplating divorce or the middle of divorce and the whole mess or post divorce recovery and transition, That is where I say the divorce coach is really important and critical to have on your team. And my sweet spot is really, I specialize in women who are emerging from long-term marriages. They're often stay-at-home moms. They've often been out of the workforce for decades, perhaps, and they almost uh, have empty nest or do have empty nest. So they're trying to figure out on top of everything else and all the chaos and emotions going on, they're trying to figure out now that my divorce is final legally, how do I reinvent myself? What do I do now? How in the world do I have this settlement agreement that's been agreed upon and stamped by a judge? How do I integrate that into my life? And that is everything from visualizing your future to you know having your co-parenting be things that we can do scripting and role plays and exercises and help you get along better with your ex, try to help de-escalate the conflict and work through those emotions and feelings. And eventually emerge a much better spot, right? To, to really create that new, new life for yourself where you can be fulfilled, you can have joy again, you can rediscover your sense of self-worth and self-confidence, be more self-reliant and empowered and really have that whole new picture of a life because these women have to really let go of that whole life they had planned for in the first place and reboot and create that new life they want wow. as their sovereign And what's self your website? Now. Just we'll,
0: we'll do fairsies, you know, because we got, we got, we <laughs> got to buy the books. And then what's your, what's your website, Lane? It
3: is now and then cool. com.
0: We'll put that in our show notes. So everyone has access
3: to that. I also do free free divorce support groups too. So I do pro bono work as well. So not just the individual coaching and private coaching through Zoom, um, but also group coaching and then also That's group awesome. facilitation
0: are both group
1: support. For yeah.
0: Giving your gifts yeah. in different ways to the world and helping people, whether it's for the pleasure of reading or through just kind of going navigating those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um Tamara, mm-hmm. did you have anything you that wanted to good. say? sometimes i talk
1: a lot oh i can't hear you why can't i hear you sorry about that it's we're having some freezing issues i think i can you hear me now yes <laughs> okay um, no it's been great hearing both of you talk and i'm super excited to check out the books i already pulled them up on on my Phones, so oh, I'll have yay. to check that out. Yeah, You'll
2: have to let me know if you're yeah. Team Pete or Team Ranger.
1: Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> I we've interviewed a number. I have to say, Lisa, a number of authors, and it's mm-hmm. been very exciting to, um, get you know just the different. I've ha, I've added to my library. Let's just say that that you know compared from the Love past couple years. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just wanted to ask as we're wrapping up. If you were together, but it's kind of what, what we like to ask towards the end of our um, interview is if you were together, what would you go out and do right now as we finish this interview?
2: I think eat and <laughs>
1: drink a giant oh, Texas
2: size you know, margarita or a cocktail. That's what I was margarita. thinking too. Just chips and salsa, girl gap, and Texas size margarita. And we are so happy. Like two peas in a pot. Yeah. Let nice. us know where please come and join us. We love that. We love a good girl gab session. So we're all about it.
1: And you oh, both nice. went into it a bit, you know, regarding Absolutely. how you've been able to keep your friendship for the as long as you guys have had it now for for over 15 years. You know, you've gone into how you've done different things, gone on different trips. Um, but just kind of a basic and I'll ask you, Lane, like how do you How has, what is the one thing that you have done besides taking trips and whatnot together, like to help keep your friendship going long distance? Yeah.
3: We always just, right, right. We always just touch base all the time. We make sure there's never a week that goes by that we're not touching base at least once to have either, during the pandemic, we did FaceTime calls to have a little bit more interaction and see each other. Um, and then now we probably just do more phone calls than anything, but we're able to really, like I said, pick up really where we left off is never a skipped beat. Sometimes we're shopping in the grocery yeah. store and we're trying to talk while we're shopping in the aisles. It's a matter of just fitting it in whenever or I'm on the road driving or in between meetings. Um, we both just make the time and the effort and invest in it because it's important to us. Um, so absolutely. You just, you do the small things and that's how you build a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's the talking. It's not so much doing things. Together, it's just the talking and really connecting on that emotional Never feel alone. level.
2: You can always reach for your phone anytime, anywhere, and now she's going to pick up on the other line or get right back. So, again, you're just not going through life alone, for those tough moments or the triumphs. You know, like, oh my God, I got the best review from this blogger. You know, I pick up the phone or call Lane. Or if something terrible happens, like as a parent, when you're going through something with your child, you want it, you want to call her and let her know and cry on her shoulder. And you always feel better to these phone calls. You just always walk away feeling so much better. It's just a relief to just get things off your chest sometimes.
3: Absolutely. I know
0: she has my back Thanks. and so I have her. Oh, I'm so glad that you were able to come on our show today and share your story. Who knew that, that chocolate pie would be exactly. a really big present <laughs> for both biggest. of you. <laughs> yes, yeah, that
2: was the key. You knew, right?
0: I, <laughs> I love thought it. I was
2: all filled up, no exactly. room in my life. And, and
0: it, it paid off in wrong, So, right, it paid <laughs> off in space. Well, like we say, you never know when you're gonna meet your new best friend. It could be someone knocking on your door. That's right, you never know. Hi, in hand, knock on the so. door.
2: Hi, there you go. With having that big smile and a little southern accent, I was like, wow,
0: she was just Sold. great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> perfect.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you on the next episode, BFFs. Bye, all bye, all bye well, Sarah. Thanks so much for having us. We enjoyed it. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. Thank you. Hey, Bestie. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool Bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com.
1: That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us.
0: Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely.
1: And hey, Maybe we'll have you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya, BFFs.